navigating life through the Word of God. This is the Bethel Baptist Church Podcast. Can you have it say amen? Well, they got 34 up there. I'll start there. But without a parable, spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. And the same day, when the even was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they looked him even, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was full, well now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest not that we perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? And if I had to use for a topic, it would be Jesus, Lord of the storm. Subtitle, The Effect of Seeing God the glory of God. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It was a story of a man that lived in Ohio and he owned a whole lot of oil wells. And one day one of the old oil wells caught on fire and it was a exceedingly hot fire. So he called all the fire departments locally and said, come and put out my fire. If anybody puts out my fire, I'm gonna give them $30,000. So all the fire departments showed up in the shiny new trucks and could only get to 200 yards of this fire. It was really intense. So in the other town, one volunteer fire department with an old truck come flying in and he flew down past the 200 yards past the other trucks. They all jumped out and they started throwing water on the fire and they started throwing buckets of sand on the fire. And they started flagging the fire down with blankets. Seeing that it wasn't gonna do any good, they backed back up to the owner. And the owner was so proud and astonished by their bravery. He said, I'm going to award you the $30,000 anyway. And he asked, what are you going to do, Captain, with this $30,000? And trembling, the captain came up and said, the first thing I'm going to do is fix the brakes on this truck. <laughs> so you see, you don't have to live very long to realize that hardships and storms are gonna come our way. In this life, troubles 
are going to come whether you have Christ in your life or whether or not you have Christ. I found out that the best place to be is in the will of God. Sometime, somewhere, we learn about the love of God and how he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross to save us from a life of sin and give us a gift of life, eternal life. So as we start our new life, we find a good Bible-based church to teach us who this Savior is. We learn that without faith, it's impossible to please him. So without any major trial, we get real excited when we read about the stories of faith that we see in the Bible. And sometimes we even measure our own faith by the faith displayed in the Bible. So when we hear a good word of faith, we shout out, hallelujah, amen. We may even run through the church with excitement about that word because we know that God is good and he's good all the time. So the good word we receive from God's word, we are now responsible for. It's planted in our hearts like a seed. And now it must mature. It must change you from the inside out. Now comes the test. We ended the story already in progress. If we go back to chapter 3, verse 9 through 12, we begin to see what took place to them before, prior to crossing to the other side. Verse 9 says, And he spake to the disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they throng him. For he had healed many, insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him as many as had the plagues. Unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. And he straightly charged them that they should not make him known. The New, the New Living Translation says, The spirits would throw them to the ground in front of him, shrieking and screaming out loud, You are the Son of the living God. Being in his presence made them bow down. And I wonder if that will be the way non-believers will do when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Jesus is teaching them by parables. And verse 34 in our text says, But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. So here they are receiving a good word from God. They're having a personal Bible study with Jesus. Mm. They just received a good word from the word. Somebody say the word. And on the same day, the same day when the even was come, that word even is night. So it was getting dark the black of night. He said unto them, let us, let us pass over to the other side. And I can imagine everybody cheerful, jumping up and down, trying to see who's going to be the first one in the boat. Everybody is excited. After all, they was with Jesus. 
and Jesus was with them. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And the Bible says, and there was also with them other little ships. Not my children. Hmm. And I first thought that these other little ships were just spectators. But then I realized that when we go through a storm, we need to recognize that we're not in this storm alone. That somebody else somewhere is going through the same thing that gives us hope. See, they was on that same water where the storm was going to come, but disciples had Jesus on their side. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat the ship so that it was full. Water all in the boat. And I don't know if y'all can realize it, but water all in the boat, they were about to drain, drown. But I don't know about you, but Houston, we got a problem. The Greek word for great storm is lilaps. Lilaps is boisterous wind and turmoil waves. And the word Miguel, that's M-E-G-A-L-E, meant that the clouds were rolling and the lightning had color. I've seen this before. And this was an uncontrollable storm. There was nothing that they could do for a good outcome. And the Bible says in verse 38, and he, Jesus, was in the back part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. What? Asleep? The young people would say, for real, for real? They was in panic, total panic. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't have any control and you called out to the master and he turned your situation around? Hallelujah, he's a good God, he's a great God. Hallelujah. I can only imagine that they thought that Jesus would grab a bucket or something and start bailing water to help them out. But they certainly, did, they certainly did not expect what was going to happen next. Because this Jesus can cast out evil spirits. He can heal the sick. He can allow cripples to walk. He can even feel, feed multitudes with fish and a few loaves of bread. Yeah, they were enjoying the Jesus Club until they needed to be saved themselves. And their faith went out the window. Well, not the window, but out to sea. And he arose and he rebuked the wind and said unto to the sea, 
peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. There was a great calm. And I can imagine the look on the disciples' face. Total disbelief. But how? They were shocked and they were weak from fighting the water. But they were glad that it stopped. And while they stand looking amazed, Jesus says, why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? Hmm. Me talking now. I don't know, Jesus. Maybe because I'm about to die. I've seen you do so many things, but nothing like this. I didn't know that you could do this. I didn't know that you could handle my situation. Is there anything too hard for God? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Even the wind and the sea obey him. They were already afraid that they were going to drown, but now they're even more afraid because of him. The New Living Translation said the disciples were absolutely terrified. And they said, who is this man? Who is this man? This man has the power to handle creation. In fact, he was a creator, which brings me to my first point. To understand the Lord of the storm, we have to understand his deity. It says in the beginning was the, John 1, 1 through 4 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was the life, and the life was the light of man. 1 Corinthians 8 and 6 says, But to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we by him. That there is only one God and Father. Everything comes from him also. They say that there is only one Master, Jesus, the Messiah, and that everything is for his sake, including us. Yes, it's true. Moses asked God to show me. Let me go back. I want to read it, but for the sake of time. Exodus 33, 18 to 23, says, Moses asked God to show me your glory. And God says, I will make my goodness pass before you. But you can't see my face because no man can see my face and live. There's a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And let me place in parentheses right here that the rock is emblematic of Christ through whom alone we have the knowledge of Christ's glory. And it shall come to pass, while my glory, my goodness, pass it by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock, and I will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And it came to pass when Moses came down from the Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mount that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with them. And did you know that when you spend time with the Lord, that when you start telling God or telling the lost world about your 
situation about how God delivered you that your face shines. In the midst of people, on your job, in the street, somebody says, there is something different about you. In God's deity, he has a plan. I know that I was caught up in a, with drug addiction and alcohol addiction, and I remember crying out to God, Lord, save me. And still I did my thing. Each time that I would drink, each time that I would use drugs, I would say, God, save me. I was killing myself. Didn't know what to do. Couldn't change my situation. And then one day God said, enough is enough. Peace be still. So what you see here is a person that was lost. A person that was trying to do it on my own. A life of chaotic situations. Tossing and turning. Not knowing what the next day was going to bring. I would say, Lord, today, mm, I'm going to stop this. And yet I do it again. I was in that ship, had no control. And I'm saying maybe there's someone here that's going through the same thing. You keep saying, I'm going to stop. I'm going to leave that alone. But you have to turn that over to Jesus. And since God saved me, I haven't even seen the drug. Huh, from the streets, from the gutters, to this position. That's what God. So if you're in a storm, all you got to do is call on Jesus. Just call on Jesus. And that brings me to my second point. To so understand the Lord of the storm, you have to understand his deity. To understand the, the Lord of the storm, we have to understand his direction. Once we give our lives to the Lord, we have to start getting into the word and get direction from God. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. And each day, your life will get better. I hear the pastor say all the time to come just like you are. The Bible doesn't say stop smoking. It doesn't say stop drinking. It doesn't say stop doing drugs. It says to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. After that is when God starts to deal with your alcoholism. After that is when God starts to deal with your marital problems. After that is when God starts to dealing with you and change you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says to trust in the Lord. That's a whole lot. Just right there. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead not, lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him 
and he shall direct thy path. The word trust in this verse means to lie helpless, face down. It pictures a servant waiting for the master's command in readiness to obey. Or a defeated soldier yielding himself to the conquering general to just do what he needs you to do. And if you trust in the Lord, he certainly will change you. He will make the crooked roads straight. And one day you wake up and say, oh my God, look where God has brought me from. You'll understand that when I look back over my life to see where the Lord has brought me from. Brings me to my third point, and I'll be out your way. To understand the Lord of the storm, you must understand his deity. To understand the Lord of the storm, you must understand his directions. And to understand the Lord of the storm, we have to understand his dominion, his sovereignty and his control. Mark 4, 41 says, they see a man God. Fred Hammond puts it best for me is that he is not just a man. He is not just a baby. He's not just a lamb, but he's the lion of Judah, savior and ruler of all. But they see a God man who has all power, sovereign power, and goodness by which we all have been saved and delivered. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, from, in you whom you have from God? Ye are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials in various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I will lift up mine eyes unto the Lord, to the hills, from which cometh my help, my help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The New Living Translation says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. The safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. When things get rough in my life, I turn to the rock, the rock of my salvation. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is seeking sand. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you have wrought for those who take refuge in you. Before the sons of men, you hide them in the secret place of your presence from the conspiracies of men. You keep them secretly in a shelter from the strife of tongues. Our God will take care of you, no matter what. When trials and tribulations come your way, put your trust, your faith in the master's hand. 
let him take you to the other side because Jesus, Jesus is the Lord of the storm. Thank you, that's my time. I hope you've been blessed from the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord.